Hi, friends. Welcome to God Stories. I am your host, Cassie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. This is where I have on my friends, both new and old, to share their God stories. From the big, aha, miraculous, life-changing moments to the ordinary, everyday moments that are oftentimes the very extraordinary, life-changing ones. My hope is that you're encouraged. My hope is that you're sometimes challenged. My hope is that you feel welcome and enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to God Stories. I'm so excited. I'm back at Allie's house sitting with my new friend, Jocelyn. Hey, Jocelyn. Hi. <laughs> she was recommended to me to be on um, by Chloe Evans. Some of you remember the leader of Cuts for Christ that was on. And so I'm so excited to have you and to meet you and just hear your story. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself, Jocelyn? Yes. So my name is Jocelyn. I have a small business called Risen Customs, and I'm also a young adults leader at our church. Yeah. She's wearing her shirt. It's so cute right now too and you'll have to tell us later how we can find your clothes and stuff I'll put it in the show notes but we're gonna dive into your story will you just tell me if you grew up in a Christian home or or when you first met Jesus um yeah so I actually didn't grow up in a Christian home my family was Catholic growing up it was more of like the Mexican traditional type of way we went twice a year maybe three times if they felt like going um and I just remembered kind of dreading church every single time we went. I felt like there was no connection. It was more of just going down to sit down and hear somebody talk. Yeah, you know, boring. Yeah, I didn't really feel like there was anything, no connection. My parents were just there to kind of fill in. Like, it was like an attendance. Like, if they went, it was okay with God. Yeah. So I always knew about God. I just didn't know that you can have a relationship with Him, you know? Yeah. And, um... I feel like that really did have an impact on me coming to know God because growing up like that, you kind of just, you know, seek that approval from people. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I, like I said, I was Catholic. Um, we didn't start going to church till I was 16. And that was because of my parents. My mom and my dad were having troubles in their marriage. So my mom decided to start going to church. And we began to go to Grace, and it was awesome. I started seeing people my age, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. It's not just older people who can believe in God, you right, know? yeah. Like, younger people can have relationships <laughs> with them. Yeah. So it was awesome being there and having that community around you. But I also felt like it was kind of weird. I felt like I just didn't belong in any place that we were going to. And fast forward a couple of months, I want to say, my parents talked about it, I'm guessing, and my dad was like, we'll only go to church if you attend my uncle's church that he has in Houston. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you had family in Houston that went to church. I didn't know you were even Christian. Yeah. And that's when he told me, he's like, I was Christian until I was 17. And we came to America and we just stopped going to church. I started living my life. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess. And then after that, so one day... I was telling you earlier, we were, we used to go to Crosby, it's called Extreme Off-Road, and we would go four-wheeling, we would take the razors and things like that, and every weekend we went, I was looking forward to it, it was so much fun, and one weekend my parents were like, okay, well, let's go, let's go mudding, and I was like, okay, so you usually have to wear like the ugliest clothes you own, and I remember I put this gray hoodie that said, I love New York, but it was so small. Like, my arms were too long for it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I mean, I'm just going to get dirty. It doesn't really matter. Right. But ugly pants, ugly shoes, and I just threw my hair up. And I was like, well, I'm ready to go. 
and it was usually like an hour drive from my house and um once we got there i just remember being in the rv on my phone and when my dad parked i looked out the window and i just see like this building and i was like this is not where we come it's usually just mud outside yeah and i was like where are we he's like oh we're gonna come to church first and then go to like the mudding place I was like, uh, why? I didn't. I did not ask for this. We had like a plan already. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we decided we're gonna introduce you guys to church. And I was like, well, this is not the good day to start going to church, Dad. But okay. And I remember we got down, and it was just like I got so nervous walking into this building. You know, I feel like, oh wow, what is this gonna hold? I've never been introduced to this side of the family before. They don't even know I exist. And I remember walking in, and it just feels like all eyes are on you as soon as you walk through a door where you don't know anyone. Yeah. And as soon as um, we stepped foot and we were about to sit down, they introduced me to my cousins. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know I had cousins. I didn't know I had more aunts, more uncles. And you're 16 at the time. Yes, I'm 16. So I was already in this weird age of like wanting to fit in with people. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not going to fit in here. (laughs) I'm not Christian by any means. I don't, you know, I don't uphold myself like that. And And you don't feel comfortable in your worst clothes. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is, this sucks. Like this first impression is going to suck for sure because... If I'm not going to forget it, I can't imagine how the people around me are going to feel. And it's um, I just remember my parents telling me, look, this is your cousin, and she's going to take you upstairs to the youth room. And I was like, what's a youth room? Where, like, where is she taking me? I don't want to go. I want to stay with my mom. Yeah. And they're like, no, just go. You're going to have fun. And that's a funny story we bring up now where I asked my cousin, I'm like, how do you remember that first time? She's like, I thought you were just so ghetto. You were wearing Jordans. You were wearing this little hoodie that didn't fit you. And you had your hair in a bun with hoops. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I figured that's how, that's how I remember it too. And um, so after that, my dad, after that service, my dad began talking to us. And he was like, if, you know, we're sorry that we didn't grow up this way so it's totally up to you guys if you want to um, continue to come to church or if you just don't want to have that relationship we understand we're not going to force you to come so I just decided I didn't want to keep going and um, that's when they they kept going my brothers kept going and later on I realized that I wanted you know, I was going to go because of my brothers, because they weren't really doing anything. They were going to church, but they weren't learning anything. I guess they just, they were just going because my parents were making them. Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, as a sister, I want to kind of step up and let them have that, um, I guess, role model where they're like, we can see that she's trying, so we want to try. And I also wanted to see my parents. I wanted them to see me trying yeah. for them, you know, maybe hoping that would fix their relationship or anything or mm-hmm. just something i was willing to take any risk at this point yeah and um i began going to church i was already like i was in high school so i was already feeling like mm, i don't really want to do this i want to fit in more with the world than with this church that i'm going to with these kids that i'm going to youth group with every saturday yeah and So I just kept doing my own thing, but I was attending church on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, um, I want to say like a year. I graduate high school and I'm just not doing well for myself. I'm sneaking out. I'm lying to my parents. I'm in a really bad relationship. And that's when my parents kind of put like, 
this pressure on me to go to the, go to a Bible school. And I was like, I'm not going to a Bible school because in my mind, it's like kind of like military school. That's how I saw it. I was like, I'd rather go to the army because I remember I enlisted <laughs> oh, really? right after. Yes, I right after high school, I enlisted and I was I sworn in. I did everything. And my mom was like, please don't go like, please. And I was like, I'm going to go. I, I'm going to strain myself out. And she's like, no, don't go. Like, I don't want you to get sent out and sent, like something happens to you. And I was like, no, I'm going to go. Like, they're going to pay me money. I don't know what to do with my life. So this is kind of like a set mm-hmm. thing for me. Yeah. And I remember the day, the night before I was supposed to get shipped out, I called my, I forgot what it's called. Like the people that are in charge of you. Oh, yeah. Um, I know this because my <laughs> husband was in the military. But now that you're saying it, yeah. of course I'm playing. <laughs> Your recruiter. Yeah, my recruiter. Yeah, there you go. I remember I texted her. It was like 2 in the morning, and I was like, um, I don't want to go. She's like, what do you mean? You already saw in. Like, this is going to look really bad for you. I was like, I don't care. I don't want to go. If there's any penalty, like, I'll have to live with it or pay for it or what. I don't know how that works. I was like, but I really don't want to go, and I know you can't force me. And she's like, well, there's nothing, but you just can't enlist and on anything for four years. And I was like, oh, that's I'm not planning <laughs> on to anymore at all. And I, I decided to stay, and that's when my parents brought up the idea of a Bible school. And I was like, oh, I should have just left to the <laughs> army then if it's the same thing. And I ended up going to this Bible school. My parents dropped me off with all my belongings there, and I never really grew up with, like, girlfriends. So it was a really hard transition for me to go from hanging out with guys to being in a room full of girls. I had, a, I had it was six of us in a room, so it was five other roommates and I just remember it being kind of tough. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get along with them. We're going to have so many problems. I'm going to get expelled from this Bible school. And um, But you know what? God works, and we became the bestest of friends really? right away. We have, like, our room, our dorm number was, like, 09. Mm-hmm. So everyone knew us as, like, 09 girls. Oh, wow. And it was just, like, the funniest thing to me because I was like, oh, my God, this feels so <laughs> clicky. But, yeah. <laughs> but with, I honestly feel like without them, I wouldn't get to the place that I was now. Um, That's amazing how the Lord worked there. Yeah, I was, that was just something I completely was already blindsided by having this, these girls. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just remember going into this Bible school. I didn't want to be there. I didn't really want to seek that relationship. I was mainly doing it for my parents just so they can kind of get off my back. I was still in this relationship that I shouldn't have been in, which caused a lot of, um, drama a lot of heartache in my life and going towards the end of this bible school it was a fourth month um four month being like a program and in the end we had to do this road to Emmaus and it was I want to say two miles that's how it felt because you had to walk from like the beginning all the way to the very back of the campus and it's like in the country yeah so it felt really really long and then this road to Emmaus you had to kind of just walk with God listen to worship music you had a piece of paper and you kind of wrote down things you could either write it before or like during your walk and I just remember going on this walk and I was like okay God whatever you want me to give up I'll give up because at the end of this road there was a big old cross and then there was a pile of trash that was lit on fire so people were able to throw in things that were holding them back from coming closer to God Mm. and I remember walking and I was like okay like tell me you know people you talk to people tell me what's going on with me I know something's wrong with me and I walked this whole thing I listened to worship the whole way 
and I was like, okay, God, just tell me, please. Like, I'm listening. I'm listening now. And so I got to the end, and I was like, wow, I, I don't have anything on my paper. Like, I felt like I wasn't going to really, I felt like that was not going to be a big old pivotal moment in my life. So I remember just, like, standing in front of the cross and just watching people throw things, and they were yelling, they were being so happy, and I was like, wow, I don't have nothing to give to you. And I remember my friend came over to me, and she hugged me, and she was just like, this is you and God, nobody else. And in that moment, I understood what it felt to hear from God. Sometimes it's not like a still voice. Sometimes it's not like the knowing that you always hear. It's They use friends. They use people around you as vessels, you know, to come and talk to you directly. And I knew instantly that that meant that I needed to stop worrying about what people had to say about me. Because growing up, I was the middle child. I have three older sisters and two little brothers. So I always felt like I was kind of fighting for that attention that I feel like I didn't have, you know? So I would always try to get the good grades. I always try to be like the most crafty to be like, look what I made, look what Mm -hmm. I can do. And I just felt like I didn't get that, you know, at the time from my parents. So when I heard that, I just kept hearing God that I heard him say that he sees me, that he chose me to be in that moment with him, you know. Mm -hmm. And it really just changed my whole outlook on life because all I can remember was if God can see me, then it doesn't matter who can't see me in this world because the one who really matters does see me. Yeah. And um, from there on, it was just a crazy experience. You know, getting to hear from God was one of the most amazing things in my life because growing up, not Christian and then going to a Christian church and hearing people like, oh, God told me this or Holy Spirit, let me know this or this happened and this happened. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard anything like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of... I think of, a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. You know, that they you they hear us, like you said earlier, Christianese, quote unquote, yeah. but to talk about stuff that might be normal or we're used to talking about, but mm-hmm. it's like a foreign language to them and they have no idea yeah. what we're talking about when we say we hear from God. Yeah. And that's how I felt for like that first year. I was like, I don't know what... Like half of the thing didn't even sound English to me because they would say <laughs> I'm in this season or... Um, Holy Spirit said and I didn't know who Holy Spirit was so getting to just like experience that really opened my eyes to see how God works yeah and knowing that it wasn't fake because I always kind of was like "Eh, did you really hear from God yeah yeah so it was awesome being able to kind of experience that on my own and have that encounter with him because I feel like without that encounter I wouldn't you know be where I am I wouldn't continue to seek him because I would have felt the same as I did my whole life unheard yeah so it was awesome to be like, okay, God, you hear me. Now I'm doing this for you. I'm yeah. not going to do this for anybody else. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that you remember that too, because now like you can relate to people that feel like you did yeah. back then and say like what it actually means to hear from God. And mm-hmm. you probably have a place in your heart for them because you were like that. Yeah. And now my cousins on my mom's side are coming to church and it's awesome. You know, that's something I never pictured in my life that would come to that. But it, I thank God honestly like he's working and moving in them and any person that comes to church and they're like what does this mean they're like what does um testimony mean uh-huh. i'm like it's just your story yeah it's just like we just you know like fancy you said, word for story yeah like you said we read it in the bible so it kind of it's like like jesus's lang yeah kind of stuck yeah, with us exactly and it's just funny to me to think about that like yeah. those things and how we talk now <laughs> right it's totally different. Did that relationship for you continue, the, the toxic relationship that you had with your boyfriend senior year? 
yeah so that actually lasted a long a long time after that I'm very upset with myself <laughs> that I let that happen but um I don't like giving glory to like the relationship or him mm -hmm. but I also I like to give glory to God that he was the one that guided me through everything yeah because throughout that relationship it was where you know I lost my virginity mm -hmm. a week after I made a promise to God to keep it mm -hmm. and it was also a week after I got baptized that's where I truly learned that When you get baptized or being Christian doesn't mean it's easy. Right. You know, I always tell people it's not when you get baptized or when you become a Christian, it's not about God giving you everything. And it's not about just um, living the easy life. It's who you run to when you have these problems, because you're going to keep having them. Right. But are you going to run to the world or are you going to run to God with them? Yeah. And that truly has like a big impact on how you're, you're going to live your life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with this relationship, it kept going till I was um, 20. So that was four years of my life that yeah. I kind of just, you know, didn't do anything much with it. It became really bad that the last year that we were together, he kind of threatened my family. He went to my house. He pulled out a gun. He took a girl to try to fight me. And I feel like if I'm being so honest, that's the moment where I truly gave my life to God. Wow. Because I was, you know, I was Christian. I was following God. I was baptized. But... I was also living in the world. I was trying to please God, but pleasing myself at the same time. Kind of like lukewarm, would you say? Yeah, and that's when I learned what that meant. Yeah. Because I didn't really know what a lukewarm. A Christian is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what that is, but I, that's what I am. Yeah. And um, It's like you fully surrendered. In yeah, because I was like, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't really... It's like uh, you were saved, but you weren't completely following. Yeah, my life wasn't fully surrendered to him, even yeah. though I feel like my heart was because mm -hmm. I was getting conviction through the whole relationship. I would pray and be like, okay, God, if you want me to break up with him, like let a girl text him. And then the girl would text him. I'm like, oh, I don't want to break up with him. <laughs> because I feel like, you know, I feel like my girls, at least in this generation, you kind of hold your identity to a boy. And when you feel like you didn't receive it any other way. And for me, it was a detention I didn't receive. Yeah. I felt like he was the only one that could give me that attention and I didn't want to let it go. Yeah. So, yeah, it lasted, you know, up until then. And I just remember those last moments. I was crying out to God because I was really scared. I wasn't able to sleep in my room. I never shared this, like, not even with my friends or anything. But I wasn't able to sleep in my room for a couple of weeks. I had to sleep in my living room on the floor because my mom was scared that, you know, he was going to go and shoot my window. Wow. Um, I wasn't able to go to work. I had to call my boss and tell her what happened. And she was like... I was so blessed enough that she let me work from home for those couple of weeks, you know. And I wasn't able to drive my car. I wasn't able to have my phone. And being, like, that age, you're kind of like, I'm not a child. Right. But you feel so helpless, you know. Um, we went to the cops. Nothing was really, nothing really could be done because there was no harm done. Yeah. Um, so did it just end on its own then? Um, no. I, it kept going, but... Um, he went to my church and everything, and I just remember, you know, I was praying. I was like, God, like, I'm done. Whatever you want to do with me, I'm done. If you want me to leave the state, I'll leave it. Like, I don't care. I'm done. Um, and then I texted him because he wouldn't stop calling me. It got to a point where my phone wasn't working anymore. And I was like, look, I'm done. I don't want nothing to do with you. And he was just like, well, you're going to hear from me and blah, blah. I just blocked him. I changed my number and that's where I kind of forced it to end. Yeah. And it's crazy because I'm like, wow, God. As soon as I did that, uh, my parents were like, we're, we sold the house. Like, we're going to sell this house. And then 
a couple months later we found our home now wow and so there's like no trace of me on yeah that side of town yeah <laughs> which i was like wow god yeah like i felt like a sense of security mm-hmm. because i felt like there was no way i could really just continue my life the way it was before because i felt like i was being followed i felt like i was being watched yeah. so when i moved all the way across the other side of town i was like okay nobody knows me here nobody yeah. knows what i've been through so it's okay yeah and i love earlier you told me that the lord restored your parents marriage they're still married yes and y'all are still going to the same church your uncle's church yes, yes. and you're a leader there right yes i'm a young adults leader now yeah okay so i kind of want to transition to your business will mm-hmm. you tell us about that how you started it what you sell yes yeah, so okay. i started this in bible school too it was um the sec we had you can go two years and it was my second year there and I just remember being in my dorm and I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I have to pause you because I love that you felt like it was going to be military school and it was only four <laughs> months and then you stayed another year or two years. Yeah, It was crazy. I was like, okay, totally like, the Lord. And I served the summer too. So I was there for a really long time and <laughs> I didn't even want to be there in the first place. Yeah. But that's where God really showed out in my life. So I'm very thankful for that school. Um, but yes, I was in my dorm and I was like kind of bored. I would draw like on just pieces of paper. I've always been crafty since I was small. I would, um, I used to sell like little clay charms when I was younger and just draw on anything that I could get my hands on. And I remember just being there in my dorm laying down and I had some old white vans, like really nasty. They were dirty. And I was like, "Mm, what if I paint my shoes? And my friend's like, why are you going to paint your shoes? (laughs) Just throw them away. I was like. No, but what if I can paint them and just make them look better? And um, she just started laughing. So I went like on Google and I was like, paint for shoes. And I bought some on Amazon and they got there the next day. And I painted it this ugly color. It was like brown, like reddish maroon brown. And I painted the whole shoes and I was like, oh my God, I can do something with this. Wow. And so I prayed and I was like, okay, God, can I do something with this? Because I don't have a job. Like my parents are sending me money and I don't want to keep living off of my parents and I remember I just kept praying and praying about it. And my friends were like, oh, well, paint my shoes, paint my shoes, paint this, paint that. And um, when I got back home after like graduating and everything, I kind of like, like you said earlier, you kind of let that sit because you're just like, mm, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to start this. Yeah. So I graduated. I went back home and that's when I got another pair of my own shoes and I ordered more paint with different colors and I started painting those two, and then I grabbed my brother's shoes and I painted like whatever design he wanted me to. And I was like, okay, God, I think I can do this. I think this is like a like a good job I can kind of do. And I prayed. And I was like, okay, well, if you want this for me, um, give me a name, give me a name for this business that you want me to do. And I remember the next day I was painting my brother's shoes, and Risen Customs just kind of came to my mind. I was like, okay, because I knew Customs were kind of going to be in the name. And I was like, okay, well, what first name do you want on it? And then he just told me Risen, and I heard it as, like, that small, still voice. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, and I put it, like, on a piece of paper. I don't, I think I have, like, a picture of it. And I was like, okay, well, let's see how this looks. And I remember when I put it on a piece of paper, something told me to kind of make a cross with it. Yeah. So if you put Risen Customs as a cross form, Risen goes straight across, and the E aligns perfectly to make, like, a cross. Oh, wow. I mean, is it the, the S? Not the E, the S. Oh, yeah. So it like it, co- it goes risen and then customs into yeah. like a perfect um, cross. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is my name. I'm not, I'm never going to change it. Wow. And that's when I started, um, I made an Instagram. My sisters, everybody helped me promote it. I was just kind of putting shoes out there at first. That was like my main thing. Do you still do shoes? Yes. I still love just painting anything. Yeah. And um, as I continued to grow, I was like, um, I can make shirts. I was like, we'll see how this goes. And I started making shirts a little bit by a little bit. I would make for family parties or anything like that. And then I went, so it was from vinyl, and then I went to screen print, which is like the kind I have right now, which it kind of like just melts into the shirt. Okay. And I just remember the whole process. I'm like, this is crazy to be able to have a vision and just make it real. Yeah. And then have it, I've always wanted to do it um, faith-based. I don't, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't care about the sales. I don't care about the money. Like, I really just want to get God's message out there to people. And to me was through clothes and shoes, you can come up to somebody and be like, oh, what does your shirt mean? Or what are like, what are those shoes? Like, what's that drawing about? Or who did them? And have you found that people asking you questions like that? Yes, I've actually gotten um, people just text me DMs and they're like, hey, I was able to talk to somebody about God because they asked me what Yahweh meant. Wow. And like those moments and they come at the perfect time. It's where I feel very discouraged. And I'm like, okay, I should probably just stop. Like, I'm not really doing a thing with it. And then I get those messages and I'm like, okay, just it's for the one. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not doing it for everybody. I'm doing it for that one person who really needs it because I remember being in that position where I felt like I was alone and I needed just that one thing where I felt like God was talking to me. Yeah. And like I said, God uses like people. He can also use, you know, shirts, shoes, Mm -hmm. billboards when you just see like a message or something. Yeah. License plates, anything. Yeah, like a sticker in the bumper car. Yeah. Anything. And I was like, that's what, you know, that's what, I want God to use me as a vessel like that. Yeah. I was like, and that's all I want for my business. So now I do from shoes. I do, I'm starting to paint Bibles. Oh, wow. I'm just trying to get my hands on anything that I can to spread his word. And So do we send our shoes or Bible or whatever to you and then you paint it or is it all brand new? Yeah. So it's up to the person. If they want, if they already have shoes that they want, then they can send them to me. I customize then I send them back okay or if they want like a brand new pair of, of shoes or a bible I can make it like that too that's so cool mm-hmm. is it all Instagram or you have a website um it's Instagram and I have a website what is it it's risencustoms.com.com and then yeah. what's your um Instagram risen customs risen customs yes. okay cool yes. I'll put that in the show notes that's awesome yes how many years have you been doing it now um three years okay that's so neat. Good yes. job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much. So cool. Well, is there anything else you want to share before I ask my last fun question? No. Okay. That's it. <laughs> okay. I like to ask that because sometimes people do have more they want to say. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. So the last question is just for fun. It's if you could sit down with somebody from the past or present and hear their God stories, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? So I was thinking about this since you told me <laughs> that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm having so much trouble because... I feel like from the people I've have heard, I was I've been able to ask them their God story. Yeah. And last night after the Astros won, we oh. went to um, Academy with my I went with my brothers, and I was like I was just thinking I was like, what is y'all's God story? And they were just so quiet because they never really talked to your me. brothers. Yeah, they don't wow. really talk to me about God, and they didn't say nothing. And I was like, that's who I want to know. I was like, I would love to know my little brother's God stories just yeah. because. They're boys. Mm-hmm. I feel like boys are so much harder to get to. Uh-huh. Girls are just, they're, they're so open to anything. Yeah. So if I was able to just hear their story, you know, mm-hmm. and be able to just see that God's moving in their life, because it's so hard to not, not see it from them. Yeah. 
And that's what I told him yesterday because my brother was like, I don't have one. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. And I remember telling them, I was like, you don't have to have, you don't have to go through so much pain to have a testimony. I was like, the most powerful ones are the ones that from the beginning, they knew God loved them because they didn't have to suffer Mm -hmm. to gain the love or to recognize the love that they have. Yeah. And And it can, it can almost be harder sometimes when you don't go through like drugs and all that kind of stuff to stay away from temptation, you know? That's, I feel like those are the most powerful ones, honestly, because I mean, I come from that testimony where you kind of live the life that you want first. I do too. So yeah. it's easier to give up because you already got to experience everything that you wanted first. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I told him, I remember I was like, I was like, you don't have to. I was mm-hmm. like, please, you don't have Save to. Save yourself pain. Yeah. I was like, you have three older sisters, you have your parents, you have your, like your older friends that you can see the pain that they went through to get to where they're at. Why would you want to do the same thing? Like, why yeah. don't you just skip to knowing that God loves you? Right. But yeah. I think what's really cool is even you just asking them that question mm-hmm. is probably going to get their wheels turning in their mind, like them yeah. thinking about <laughs> it. And it'll be part of their testimony, part of their God story. Yeah. It's like, well, my sister asked me and then I started thinking, mm-hmm. you know, so I hope that they'll share that with you one day. I'm sure yes. they will. I pray. I pray that they do. And I know their story is probably just starting. They're still young, but... I know that God moves in any age, so. I love that you encourage them, too. Yeah, I was, yeah. I try, you know, because they, since I'm, like, the leader, they're always, like, they see me at home, so I'm, like, it's the hardest thing when you get to see someone out of church, uh-huh. because they see me when and I'm everything. mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, and they just sit there, and they're, like, aren't you a young adults leader? I'm, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm but human too. I get mad. Yeah. I was, like, just, it's okay. Right. But yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being on and sharing your story today, Jocelyn. I just really appreciate it. It's really encouraging. Thank you for having me. I was so nervous, but I had so much fun. I couldn't tell it all. You did awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love if you could share it with a friend. If you could give a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be amazing. That way, when other friends come across it, they know to listen too. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at God Stories with Cassie. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.